Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. A lot of docs, a lot of lawyers... Those are incomprehensible hours. Um, some retired people into the show, they got no hours. Uh, there's some Missoula hustlers out there that are working swing shifts, graveyards, and such. And then and then we got our nine-to-fivers. Well, guess what? If you're any of the above right there, particularly if you're on your way home, good for you. You've gotten it done again. Welcome to your Tuesday evening, full of World Series baseball. It's Tutel Nuan is 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. The uh, Tutel Nuan is podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, you're welcome to do that as well. 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Coulter, uh, it is playoff football season. This is remarkable, man. Like, I just can't even believe that we're already to this point in uh, in high school football, but such is the case. And uh, we want to do uh, get everybody set up. I know it's only Tuesday and this is coming around uh, this weekend, but... I wanted to, we wanted to, you know, take some time on this. This seemed like a good spot to do it. So here we go. Uh, it's our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Also, FarmersEbank.com. Get the MyCard app. Turn your debit card off. No matter where you are, you lose it, you misplace it. Safe, secure, instant. You can get it right back on again as soon as you find it. And Coulter, uh, kind of an interesting deal. 15 teams now in Class AA with Belgrade's ascension into the AA ranks. And 
Uh, all of them are going to the playoffs. There are a couple of buys in the first round. Butte, Billings West both getting buys in the uh, first round. But this all starts on Friday and headed into Saturday. The one thing I wanted to ask you, though, before this is with, with Belgrade and then, I'm sorry, what is it? Bozeman Gallatin High Gallatin. School. Yeah, Bozeman Gallatin is it going to be called Bozeman Gallatin nope, or is it just, just Gallatin? Gallatin. Yeah. Okay. So Gallatin. I mean, I guess it just depends. I don't know. There's a couple lines of thinking. Like some people just call it Big Sky or just call it Sentinel. Some people call it Missoula Big Sky, Missoula Sentinel. I don't right. know. I, I'm under the school of thought that if it's the only one, as well as it's in, indicative of a county like Gallatin High School is, I don't know. Like newspaper style, we used to go back and forth for this, right? Because. It was my thought that the high school in Dillon is called Beaver County, Beaverhead County High School, right? Or there's yeah. there's Park County High School, which is in Livingston, or there's Fergus County High School, which is Lewistown. Right. We would always reference them as the town name and then call them upon second reference what the high school's name was mm. rather than vice versa. Because a lot of people don't know where Beaverhead County is. A lot, if you know, you know, but if you don't, you don't, right? So we were just to call them the Dillon Beavers and then call them Beaverhead County right. afterwards. So uh, I don't know. But anyways, Gallatin High School. All right. So in any case, Gallatin High School, very good. How big of a problem is it going to be for Bozeman slash Belgrade and that whole area to have three AA high schools in it? Well, it would be fascinating because Missoula is significantly bigger than Bozeman right now. Right. I don't know how long that's going to last, but the Missoula high schools are in the bottom third of enrollment in the Class AA ranks. All three of them are. And I think that Big Sky and Sentinel are last, the last two, probably right alongside Belgrade right now. That said, there's like 2,500 kids at Bozeman High School, so you can remove quite a few and still have a mid-level AA high school in terms of enrollment. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes because it's going to. I think that the coaching hires that Gallatin High School makes are going to be crucial. Like, for example, just the other day, Bozeman High's boys cross-country team won its 12th straight Class AA state title. So I can't imagine that if there's an open enrollment policy in the Gallatin Valley, that anybody that runs cross country is going to go anywhere besides Bozeman High. Like, why would you not want to go to the 12-time reigning Class AA state champions? Right. They have an entrenched running culture of Bozeman High. They are regionally elite. They're not just statewide elite. They are regionally elite. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I just doubt that anybody's going to want to leave that program but I just don't know if there's going to be open enrollment in that. Uh, there's open enrollment in almost every city in Montana right now, so I don't imagine there wouldn't be there. But if there's not, uh, then maybe they, they do have bolstered programs because kids just have to go there because of where they live. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I think that the coaching element is going to be uh, huge for certain sports. But I also think this. I think that... Like for a high school varsity basketball team, you're only going to have 12 to 15 kids on the team, right? I'm sure that there's many more than 12 kids at Bozeman Senior High School right now that are good enough to play varsity basketball at the AA level, right? So now you might have brand new opportunities. There might be the kid that was, you know, he might be the 
11th or 12th best player at Bozeman High, but he's a guard, and they already took four guards on the varsity, so he gets cut. Well, now he could go play at Gallatin High, and he might be one of the 12 or 13 best guards in the state. He just happened to be the fifth best guard at the right. at the biggest high school in the state. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So there could be elevated opportunities for sports where there's not as many kids on the team. So we'll see. But I think a lot of it's going to have to do with what coaches do they hire and stuff. It was so interesting when this happened in Kalispell because Flathead High School was enormous, and Flathead High School used to also include eighth graders. So the height of Flathead High School, there was almost 3,000 kids there. Mm. And I remember when I was in high school, there was a kid named Coulter Smith. I'll never forget him because he had the exact same name as me. He's the exact same grade as me. But he started playing high school. He started playing varsity high school basketball in eighth grade. And Brock Osler was in the similar shoes, but then uh, they dropped the eighth grade thing right before that. But Coulter Smith had five basketball letters by the time he was Mm. done, which was an anomaly. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. But then when they split up in Flathead... Glacier was so much newer and it was so much more close to the lake that there was the, all of a sudden this this social stratification that happened. Almost all the districted kids that were supposed to go to Glacier were almost all the kids that came from affluent and, and fortunate backgrounds. And so all of a sudden, even though Glacier was the new high school, they rapidly accelerated because yeah. they had so many more resources. I don't think that same dichotomy is going to exist in Bozeman because Bozeman is such a upper-class town at the, as of right now. All the jobs are just... They're just upper middle class jobs. So almost everybody's on the same playing field in terms of affluency. Now that's going to be the, the hardest part for Belgrade is Belgrade is only five miles from Bozeman, but it's the working class portion of Bozeman. Almost everybody that has a working class job actually lives in Belgrade. So that, that, that could cater to, you know, some of the tougher sports like Belgrade's always been so great at wrestling. So they've been able to, and they've stayed competitive and I imagine they'll stay competitive this winter, their first winter Doing double A, but then when it just comes to numbers games, Belgrade's really struggled this year in football, even though they were a great Class A program because they just don't quite have the bodies yet. So it's going to be fascinating to see how the whole thing sorts itself out. Yeah, well, obviously, a lot of times it takes a while for a brand new school to get themselves going, but in Bozeman, especially when it is brand new and it's going to be really nice, not like they're just moving out a library. And, you know, putting classrooms in. I mean, this thing's going to be brand new, state-of-the-art, and, you know, all that for for uh, the Gallatin, the new Gallatin High School. So we'll, you know, see how that develops and how long it takes them to get going. So in terms of impact on the way that this works, though, there's 15 Class AA teams this year, so everybody got a buy. And then this is the one and only year this is ever going to happen. Everybody got a buy during the regular during season. During the regular season, right, but right. this is the one and only time this is ever going to happen, though. The winner of the West, which is Butte High, gets a bye. The winner of the East does not. They don't. Yeah, exactly. It's the only time you could ever have be the only team in the entire state of Montana now with everybody making the playoffs. You're the only team that gets a bye. So winning the West was enormous for Butte this year. And the winner of the East is Bozeman. And here's what's ironic. Bozeman is probably the number one seed in the East and not getting a bye because of one loss on their schedule. The Big Sky Eagles. Mm-hmm. Guess who they're playing in the first round? Mm-hmm. The Big Sky Eagles. The one win for the Eagles came against Bozeman, and now they're going to match up against them in the playoff. And it's so interesting here in the the, the first round, which is the you know the round of sixteen, uh, fifteen essentially, because Butte does get that by. But the, they'll be playing each other uh, seven o'clock. Uh, that game uh, happening on Friday. But this is a. Uh, of all the weird matchups that you could have, I mean, Bozeman certainly will be favored even though they lost, but Big Sky, man, they got to roll in there and go, hey, we've been here before. We've seen this. We know what's going on here. Let's see what we could do. And by the way, 
this thing is is seated such that the highest seed, aka the the team that has the worst record that actually wins the first round, they're going to that spot in the bracket. So Big Sky, if they were to pull the upset, would be playing at at worst the eight seed and potentially even like a 10-12 seed, you know, in in this tournament in that spot. So it's pretty uh pretty interesting how that sort of works out. The uh, other uh, half of that quarter of the bracket, Helena High and Great Falls CMR uh, playing on Friday at 4 o'clock in Helena. The bottom half of that bracket, Billings Senior against Missoula Hellgate. The Knights who started off so hot uh, struggled down the stretch. They go on the road. They got to go all the way to Billings uh, to play a game at 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And then the other Missoula team, the Sentinel Spartans, the number two team in the uh, West. They are hosting Billings Skyview for those folks uh, around Missoula, 7 o'clock Friday night at Missoula County Stadium. Sentinel hosting a playoff game against Skyview. The other side of the bracket, Butte. Looks like they're going to get to W. They are playing a bye uh, in the first round. Great Falls versus Glacier is the 4-5 matchup. Helena Capital is the three seed in the West. They play the aforementioned uh, Belgrade football team, who is the sixth seed in the East. And then the 2-7 matchup is Billings West in Billings. That game at 7 p.m. on Friday versus Flathead. So uh, there you go. There's the list of uh, of double-A matchups, 15 teams playing in all. So they basically took away the last week of the regular season to add a playoff that everybody qualifies for, and that's what this is. So basically you're just going to be playing your season finale or not. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's a do or die scenario now for everybody in the state. What do you think of it? On one hand... If you talked, if you were to say to me, "What do you think about this week?" This is such a much. This is a much better week of football than what would have been the last week of football of the regular season mm-hmm. before. Because in that scenario, one maybe two games are, you know, make or break. Where if you win it, you're going to get into the postseason. The rest of the teams are already in. Maybe they're playing for a seat or whatever, but there's not the drama where every one of these is a loser out football game. So there, that is the addition to it. I do think that there is... I, I don't know what we're doing in the regular season when we set it up like this, man. I just, totally. I just don't... 
And I, I also don't get it. Same thing for the big for Big Sky basketball. I also th- why are we send it twelve teams from the Big Sky conference. Totally, and I I also think that we in our in our naive hearts want to believe that everybody wants their season to last as long as it possibly can, and that's just straight up not the case when it comes to sports. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, sometimes you just want it to be over. If you're just really bad, like if you just haven't won a game, a lot of times you just want to move on, right? But the on an individual basis and a team basis. The other thing too is. You're going to send Flathead, okay, who, great as they were last year, is not good this year, okay? They they graduated a bunch of kids. They're not good. They're in Kalispell. You're going to drive them 650 miles on the 1st of November to Billings to probably lose by 50. This was and the biggest the thing this was I the, don't understand. This is the biggest argument over the crossovers because this is East versus West. Right. This is East versus West, so you're always, you have the potential for the crossover all the time. It's yeah, they they do one east versus eight west and right. vice versa all the way up to one west versus eight east. This should they should you have, they, if you're gonna have everybody make it, you should just you should do it like basketball. Do the re, where the half it's and western half. and eastern divisionals yeah. basically, and you're playing to get into the state playoffs. I don't know. I agree. Like it's it's ironic because a state championship matchup on a state championship rematch, excuse me, between Billings West and Kalispell. Should be like a great storyline, but instead you have a flathead team that's I think won one game driving 650 miles. Half of them are probably like, man, do we really, do we really have to do this? I mean, I don't know. The, the thing is, is because it is encroaching backwards into the regular season. It's not as if it's it's an additional game as such, you know. And so this is the de facto last game. I'm not that it is the last game of the season for a lot of these teams who ordinarily would have had a last game of the season anyway. And, you know, you can talk about the experience of playing in a playoff game or whatever, you know, as Post-season far as that experience. Goes. That's yeah. what this is all yeah. about for the college level and the high school level. David, our producer mentioned, why not forfeit? I don't know if that's necessarily, I mean, from a resource standpoint, no, I mean, maybe, but you're, I don't know. It, it, it's like we talked about with several basketball coaches on the men's side of the Big Sky Conference. We said, what would you do if your team was the 10 seed and you had to you know, get everybody to go to Boise so you could go play the, the 7 and or, or say you're the 11, the 6, whatever you are, you're going to go play a, a game that you're almost certainly going to lose. And several of the coaches said the same thing. They said, well, we would rather just be recruiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just have that week off, and I can get ahead of everybody that's playing by spending an extra week out on the road recruiting. Well, well, and the other thing is, is it wasn't just the time; it's it's the money. I mean, it's you know, it takes twenty thousand bucks or whatever it is to get your team to Boise to play in a you know a Tuesday playoff game right. or a, conf- a tournament game. Right. Put them in the hotels totally. and do the whole thing. It's if like the season it's was like over. Secure- all that money is still in your account at the university. Right. It's like Travis Secure said, just give me the money. Just, I, I can go to Seattle or yeah. Oakland and go now, start, watch the tournament. Obviously, that's not the case here. No, they're not recruiting here. And, so, and, and by the way, I do think there's a difference between the high school and the college level when we're talking about this. The experience for the kids is paramount at the high school level as far as I'm concerned. I think they're still at a level, even though it's competitive, even though you're playing to win, even though you're doing all that stuff. At the end of the day, this is about the kids. I don't have a problem. You know, people get all bent out of shape. Oh, it's all participation trophies now, and it's all, you know, ribbons for last place and all that kind of stuff. Look... That doesn't bother me up to a point. At the college level, the fact that 12 teams are going, that is crazy to me. That And... and 
and and I can get into all of those arguments and be with it. The high school level, not so much. You should it should be all about the kids. I'm just wondering if the regular season is isn't hollowed out to a certain extent where that experience isn't what it could be. Now maybe I'm you know, maybe it's the force for the trees. You know, when you're a kid playing football, it's just okay, practice, 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 play, practice, 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 play. And is is the is the reality that you're going to the postseason something that's making or breaking your experience during the regular season? Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But I this seems to me um I, I don't hate this. I don't love it. I'm probably 60-40 for just having the eight-team playoff and letting that be what it is. But but I'm not going to sit here and stand on the... You know, I'm not planting my flag in the mountaintop here and going, this is insane. I'm not doing that. In a sport like football, especially in a rural state like Montana, it just seems so irrelevant. Like, in, in hoops, even if you're one of the worst teams... If you catch lightning in a bottle, you might be able to upset somebody and go to the state tournament. And then maybe you might be able to pull an upset in the state tournament and not go O2 barbecue. And then that's worth it. Even if you just even if you don't win or even get a trophy, if you just win a game at state in basketball, okay, you know, now you maybe have salvaged an otherwise disappointing season. To me, when I'm looking at this bracket, I just don't even think that there's a, a quote unquote underdog that has a chance to make a run. Like, I think that the way that the state is stratified right now, which is also the way that it's stratified most years, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anybody that outside of the top six that's going to make a run of any sort, that's going to win any sort of games. The only way to me in football at the high school level that it happens, because I think the stratification in high school football is almost always complete. I mean, you can have an occasional upset. The only way, though, that you get an upset that turns into a run is because a kid who wasn't eligible or who was injured right. that is a playmaker is becomes healthy right. and is out there. Or, or, or like a really young guy who comes of age, right. like a sophomore who starts clicking for us. Basketball, it can happen, especially totally. with a double elimination. It's a whole different deal. Football, totally. it does not happen. Right, and so when I'm looking at this bracket, I just feel like it's going to be almost chalk. Like, I would be shocked if it's not... Butte and Billings West on the bottom side of the bracket in the semis. I, right. I would be shocked. Maybe Helena Capital, but they're the three seeds. So, of, of course, they have, I mean, if it was anybody but those three, I would be utterly shocked. Belgrade, Flathead, Glacier, shocked. And on the top side, if it was anybody but Missoula Sentinel or Bozeman in the semifinals, maybe Helena High. Well, Billy Senior is the three seed out of the East, but the East was a lot worse than the West this year. Yeah. So it's you know Senior was a 500 team. I don't think they're as good as Helena High. Helena High is number five team in the well, state, and they wouldn't even play the each other. I mean, they'd have to beat Sentinel right. presumably if they were going to do it, and that just seems I mean, Sentinel's going to be an overwhelming. I, if I was favorite. a betting man, I'd say that the the top seeds are going to be playing in the semis, mm-hmm. which makes the the whole bracket. I don't know, sort of, sort of irrelevant. Quickly, just to go through the other ones, Class uh, A, a playoff which I said was going to be epic, Coulter. Uh, Miles City, by the way, has a bye in their first round. They will play the winner of Frenchtown and Whitefish. Uh, Frenchtown, uh, the uh, the number two seed here, playing Whitefish. That is Billing Central versus Dawson uh, County. That's Glendive. They will take on Hamilton. Hamilton has a bye. So there's four byes, by the way, in Class A. Yeah, top four the teams. Top four top, teams. Top two teams in the West, which were Dillon 1, Hamilton 2 because of the head-to-head that Dillon mm-hmm. won. And then in class, uh, on the east, it's uh, Miles City and Laurel. Correct. So uh, Billing Central and Glendive, the winner will play Hamilton. The Frenchtown Whitefish, a winner will play Miles City. That's the number one team in the east. In the bottom power for the bracket, Dillon, 
will await the winner of Haver and uh, Fergus, uh, Lewiston, Fergus County, Lewiston, and then Laurel will play Libby or Butte Central. The winner of that game will be the three seed Butte Central playing at Libby. Um, all those two games, by the way, Haver, uh, the Haver game and the Libby game, both uh, on Saturday. Real chance for the Southwestern A to make some noise because I think Frenchtown, Hamilton, and Dillon are three of the four or five best teams in the state. Libby's the newcomer to the party. They surged late, uh, and I would actually not be surprised if they stayed hot and, and had a competitive chance against Laurel. But and, I, do, I do think that Dillon will be a heavy favorite over the two teams that they could potentially mm-hmm. play, so I think he could almost stamp a semifinal appearance for uh, Beaverhead County High School. And then... Billing Central versus if Billing Central can outlast Glendive, then all of a sudden you got a rematch last year's state title game between Hamilton and Billing Central. That could be interesting. Uh, but Frenchtown Hamilton could be interesting as well. So we have some potentially compelling matchups coming up. Well, but I do Miles, think that I do think that re, the teams in the Missoula area are, are among the favorites. Miles City getting no picnic with the one seed in the East, even though they have a bye. If Frenchtown beats Whitefish, Frenchtown. Give you, give you everything you got coming out of that, you know, bracket into into the quarterfinals. So that's a that's a that's a you know, you get your week off in the first week, but you better be ready to go if you're Miles City when it comes to the quarterfinals. I had no picnic either because Hamilton, I think everybody thought was going to be just on a quest to um, avenge the last two years of losing the state title game, but now they're going to have to get through that number one team in the East, which is the only undefeated team in the entire classification in Miles City if they're going to go back to the state championship. Um, in Class B and Class C, go go online, MS, mhsa.org. That's where you got it all. Max Preps has it too, but you can check out uh, all of the all of the matchups across the state. I mean, there's a ton of them. I mean, you're talking about yeah. dozens of for, games. For the majority of our listeners are Missoula radio listeners, so we'll tell you this. Uh, Fairfield, number one in Class B. Florence Carlton had a great year this year. They're the number two team out of the West, and they'll play Shepard. And Missoula, even though they had an up and down year, uh, they had a, a matchup against a team they've already, def- I guess they've already played this year. They defeated last year. They lost this year to Huntley Project. So Loyola Huntley Project is an opening round matchup. And then Class C, uh, as always, going to be a free for all because it's just so fun when you're playing with a couple less guys on the field. So prep extra segment. Love this time of year, man, even though now it's a week early. How about that? It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Online at FarmersEbank.com. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, World Series Game 6. Set you up with everything you need to know next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. 
Montana bounced back from its first FCS loss of the season, a 49-22 drubbing to Sac State, to post a 34-17 win over Eastern Washington this past Saturday. That victory thrust Montana up two spots and to number eight in the stats FCS Top 25 poll. That's one of three Big Sky Conference teams in the top eight and one of four at 14, which is where the Cats are now. Montana State fell 16-12 at North Dakota and consequently fell five spots to that number 14 slot. MSU has now lost two straight games with a bye week sandwiched in between their homecoming loss to Sac State and last week's disappointment. In the middle of its second season playing as an FCS independent, UND moved up into the poll for the first time. They're number 24 this week. Weber State effectively ended UC Davis' playoff hopes after beating them 36-20 Saturday. Weber State also moved up one spot to number three after South Dakota State lost to North Dakota State. Behind a season-high 176 rushing yards from Elijah Dotson, this week's Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week, Sac State posted a 38-14 win over Cal Poly. The Hornets moved up one spot to number six. Sac State hosts Weber State in a pivotal Big Sky Conference showdown this week. And tonight, Game 6 of the World Series, the Washington Nationals attempt to extend extend their series to a Game 7 in Houston. It's Steven Strasburg versus Justin Verlander. First pitch at 6.08 right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Just over 30 minutes away, it is 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, if you uh, would like to listen live, you're at a market, maybe you're, uh, I don't know, in Azerbaijan or Georgia, the state or the country. You get on the internet, you go to 1029ESPN.com, you listen live on the Listen Live tab. We might be banned in North Korea. I don't know that. I don't know if we can. I mean, you're that. very Dennis Rodman esque, so maybe not. Is that right? Just the nose rings and stuff? Now you're way more authentically confident. The athleticism, I think. Tenacity going after boards. Everybody always talks about Dennis Rodman's toughness spot. Like, oh. his athleticism is so underrated. The dude has Off. zero skill, and he still is in the Hall of Fame. He can't shoot, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He, he, you're so right about this. Like, his his athleticism is, is so next level. Uh, there's a great ad that ran. It was like a, I think it was like a, like in a magazine, you know, with him diving out of bounds. He goes, and it said, well, you were looking at my hair. I won five championships. <laughs> it's good. It's true. The worm, dudes. Nobody like him. Uh, we are broadcasting live. Oh, what did I say? Oh, yes. Yeah. So listen live on the stream. It's brought to us by Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, uh, by the way, we still haven't done the word, word of the day yet. Kagan Kagrader, you interested? I'm going to give you the word of the day here coming up very shortly. Um, game six tonight. The road team is 5-0 and in this series. Uh, I love the fact that it's 3-2. I... I love watching the home team win, all right? I'm just a sucker for it because I think it's more interesting in general. Now, sometimes the road team winning, you know, is is great in terms of the game. But in a World Series where everybody's shelling out hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars to be in the stadium and everybody is into it, the, the, the home team has just been, the home fans have been utterly despondent. I mean, they're getting scored on right out the gate in all of these games. And 
anything to try and get a little momentum, and it just hasn't been there. It's been remarkable in that respect. Uh, game five, obviously the huge story, Max Scherzer not being able to go because of neck spasm. I mean, we're talking about like evidently it needed help getting out of bed and getting dressed. Uh, mm. Dude, it's still, they had a cortisone shot and everything. I mean, you you know that it's bad if Max Scherzer isn't pitching at home in a World Series game. I mean, that is crazy. Here's the news, though. Scherzer evidently has been cleared for a potential Game 7 should it go to 7 tomorrow night. Uh, so... I am certainly rooting for the Nationals today for that reason and that reason alone. I want to see a Game 7, and I want to see Max Scherzer pitching. Okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm into. What about, so will, will the, who are the Astros throw in that situation? I mean, they just had Garrett Cole. I would think it would be Zach Greinke, right? I mean, Garrett Cole went in five. Yeah. And and one and it's Verlander tonight, so I think it's a like a four day rest Zach Greinke situation. Man, with Garrett Cole available, of all the things that Zach Greinke's gone through in his career and what his career has been and could have been and has been, I mean, it's a it's a story of unfulfilled potential, but also redemption and like the fact that he's brought it back around. I mean, he, he like he basically went crazy and lost his way and then like came all the way back and he's been traded multiple times, but now here he is. If he was to be on the bump in game seven of the World Series, what a story that would be. But I'll tell you what, the matchup in game six, no pretty doubt. unbelievable when you talk about Steven Strong. Talk about, you know, you, the you, potential. When this kid came on, Coulter, I tell, I'll tell you a story. Uh, Tina, my wife, Tina, she she doesn't she doesn't know she doesn't care anything about sports okay nothing. Steven Strasburg's first game that he ever pitched was in Pittsburgh, and he came on for the Nationals and he was the phenom right. Do you remember this when Strasburg oh, came? I mean no it was doubt. as big fanfare for a kid who'd never played a major league game as you could imagine, and he went up there, and the Pittsburgh Pirates looked like children. He went strike one. Strike two, strike three, have a seat. Strike one, and just repeat. And he sat up and sat down. I think he went three innings, because I think it was actually even a relief appearance. It was literally just to get him into the game. And he went, good night, good night, good night. And every single time, the crowd kept cheering louder and louder and louder. And it was absolutely remarkable. Tina Knows nothing about this kid or the whole thing. I kind of explained to her. Crying, sitting next to me, watching how amazing this moment was for him to make his first appearance. And you went, this guy is, it was, you, you go, all of the hype that I've heard about him isn't enough for what I'm seeing right here. This is amazing. And then, of course, he gets injured. He has to have surgery, has mechanical issues. Everybody talks about the W, you know, where he's got, you know, both arms up and his wrist bent or whatever it is. I don't know any of this stuff. And all of a sudden, yet, here we are 10 years later, and he has been he has grown into an ace role. He hasn't been the greatest pitcher of all time like people were talking about, but he has been an outstanding pitcher, and he still is, and I think the Nationals have to have all the confidence in the world in this game. And Justin Verlander, the irony here is he's been he's been probably the best pitcher in terms of a career of anybody in this series, even Max Scherzer. Certainly. But in the postseason has had some moments where they've gotten to him, including in this very series. He's the only pitcher 
in World Series history to l- receive a loss in his first five World Series decisions. Five straight. And, and, and the sit down, the decisions are not always on the pitcher. Oh, granted, totally, and I, I think he has something like uh, he has less than a three ERA. Yes, I mean like he's he gets you into the seventh inning, and some, a lot of times he's been down two one or you know down three two when when he gets pulled from the game. And uh, it, Verlander's career in itself is is a story of of a great comeback too, because he was as dominant as they come for the Detroit Tigers at the end of last decade, early part of this decade. And then was very middling, and then brought came all the way back, and now here he is, dominant once again. Good, really, really good uh, stories from both of these guys, and uh, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch tonight. Garrett Cole, who was uh, on the mound for Game Five, got the win, and as you mentioned, zero and five in his last five World Series starts. By the way, it's pretty good to have five World Series starts, but in any case, zero and five in those starts. Here's Garrett Cole on how confident they are in Verlander tonight. A high level of confidence. Um, you know, he's prepared. You know, he's 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 ready for this moment. We've been communicating back and forth throughout the whole series on on how we were going to make an adjustment for what we were seeing uh, and how we're going to attack. You know, it's going to be business as usual for him. He's going to set the tone for us. Um, hopefully, we can back him up with some runs and play some great D. So that's. Uh, uh Garrett Cole team out here's Jeff Passan talking about the very thing we were kind of wondering about which is the legacy of Justin Verlander which has been again outstanding and yet this goose egg in the series I would like to think that one of the guys at least is going to have one of those all-timer games you know eight innings two hits no walks no runs 12 strikeouts Verlander is the candidate who you would think to do that but Justin Verlander, in his career in the World Series, is 0-5. So the scene is set for him to have a legacy-defining start. And not only to get his first World Series victory, but to get that victory and clinch the second championship in three years for the Astros would be remarkably fulfilling for him. That is, this is what's interesting, is, is people talk about, you know, well, it only makes it only takes one mis- it takes forever to build your legacy but it only takes one big mistake to ruin it you know and we've seen that you know whether it's in a, a moral setting or in a uh, you know a player setting or whatever it might be this is an interesting deal where it's certainly taken a long time for him to build it but the one thing that has ruined not ruined but has s- sort of demeaned Justin Verlander's career could be fixed in one night tonight like if he goes out there and just shreds the Washington Nationals and puts that ring on his finger. David, is this would this be Verlander's first World Series victory? So let me know that. I think it is. It, it would be. I think so. Okay, yeah, it is. Uh, it, to get his first championship, be the guy who did it in the clinching game and doing it in a fashion where it's not ten to eight. You know, where he goes out and pitches a gem. All of that stuff. The zero and five. No, nobody's like that's it. There's nothing else you need to know. The thing is done. You know, and that he's the, the odd thing about this about Verlander to me is if Clayton Kershaw wasn't in the picture, Verlander would be weighing wearing a way more than this than he actually is because all of point. this goes to Kershaw in the postseason stuff. And by the way, Verlander has had has Verlander's been good the, in the postseason. The difference is that Verlander is on the he's a hard luck loser rather than losing the game. Kershaw has lost the game right. for the Dodgers multiple times. <laughs> two pitches, two bombs. 
I mean, Kershaw, how nice amazing is that? Kershaw, Kershaw has never given up back-to-back home runs except for he's in his whole career except for he's done it twice in the postseason. How? <laughs> it's not possible, dude. It really isn't. Hey, uh, Tim Kirchin, uh, who, by the way, I mean, you know, I know where baseball is on people's radar and stuff like that. People are into it this time of year, but it's not. But I think Tim Kirchin, for my money, is about as good as it gets as a as a analyst, broadcaster, all of it for his sport. I mean, he's he's a walking encyclopedia in the sport in which the encyclopedia is all that matters. And his just sort of, I don't know, personability, his ability to convey is, is amazing. And I take all the things he says about baseball very, very seriously because no one, simply no one knows more than he does. There's been a lot of talk about the electronic strike zone, okay, which I hate like a passion. I really do. Here's what Tim Kirshen had to say about the idea of having an electronic strike zone. Everybody is talking about this after a game, and that's why a change, I believe, has to be made eventually because this is all we're talking about is a Lance Barksdale's strike zone instead of the baseball game that we watched. And since the technology shows us on TV and every other website showing you this is a ball, this is a strike, since everyone has this information, then we might as well use it somehow. Because when the fans are in on it, and you're right, they're filing out saying, you know, the umpire lost the game for us, which clearly he did not. But if that's what, if that's the perception, and that's what everyone is talking about, and that's what the column is the next day, then I think we need to really look into doing something about this. So again, is and and all the world for Tim Kirchner, I think he's he's the best. I just disagree with them on this completely. Here's my... Here's my came around on this. No, no, no. I, I mean, here's my issue on this. You're going to tell... Okay, the little square that they put up there and show the thing. Have you ever seen it change sizes? No. So you're going to tell me that Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve got the same strike zone. Right. Enough with this. Like, that is that is patently false, first of all. And stupid. Man, as somebody that sat behind the plate and um, umped games before, and I'm not saying I'm a Major League Baseball ump. Far from it. The highest I've ever done is U-17 Legion Baseball. But there's a certain element of, the the human element is more than just the tangible strike zone. It's like the, the first fastball I see, if the guy's painting the outside corner and I give him the strike, now I've established that. Everybody, it's part of the beauty of the game. Yeah. Now you have to know everybody involved in the game has to know that's a strike. Yeah. But if you if you can take advantage of it now, that's a strike. And I it's my responsibility as the umpire to call that a strike. Correct. If you take that out, it's it's just incredible to me. And I just don't understand what everybody is crying about because these major league baseball umpires are so good. They're a, they're accurate almost to a robotic level. Why are we replacing humans with robots? It's dumb. Well, and also, the culture of blaming the referees for wins and losses, a handful of times that has happened, okay? But the reality is, is that it's on the players to just go out there and do what has always been done and either be better or not. You know, that's it. And there is no umpire anywhere, no referee anywhere that is sitting here going, you know, I don't want this team to win, or I don't, even if you don't like this guy, the the, the professional uh, uh, integrity involved in what these guys do always wins out. And how, do they miss calls? Oh, sure, definitely they miss calls. But you know what? Enough with that. That's crazy. And us seeing it 
as fans, that should be the last thing that influences what baseball does or doesn't do. You know, that's that to me is crazy. Uh, game six coming up for you at the uh, top of the hour in Houston. See if Justin Verlander can uh, add a positive note in the World Series to his legacy. Boys and girls, 208184 is the phone number. The text word of the day, the time has come. 208184. You do it right now. Keg and Kegerator. A Kegerator from Fred's Appliance. A Keg from Great Burn Brewing. Brewing. And uh, all you got to do is text the word of the day every day. The more days you text in, the more chances you have to win. 208184. The word of the day today, talked about it at 5 o'clock, playoffs. Playoffs. We are in the baseball postseason, obviously the World Series, and high school football starting this week. Playoffs is the word of the day today. To 200-8187, you'll be entered to win a keg from Great Burn Brewing and a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. That is outstanding. Hey, look up. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's satellite internet. That's right. High-speed internet delivered from a satellite right to where you live. When you're beyond the reach of cable and fiber internet, look up. Eagle Satellite is our community's authorized HughesNet retailer. With HughesNet, you'll have fast speeds, unlimited data with no hard data limits, and the built-in Wi-Fi you need. Eagle Satellite has proudly helped our community get online for 39 years, and this year, they want to help you get connected, too. For a limited time, you can get free standard installation when you order HughesNet. Call Eagle Satellite at 406-728-9999 and see for yourself why HughesNet is America's number one choice for satellite internet. That's Eagle Satellite, 406-728-9999. Eagle Satellite and HughesNet proudly connecting our community. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, Paul Feinbaum has uh, said some words, and words have meaning. If I know anything for sure, I know that. (laughs) And... He said today uh, his suggestion, and I don't know all the details, but that Notre Dame should buy out Brian Kelly and hire Urban Meyer. Now, I don't know, uh, you know, where Urban is on coaching again. You know, he was he's obviously gotten out of it a couple of different times and kind of keeps getting sucked back in, it seems, you know. So I don't know what his, you know, physical you know, situation is and the headaches and, 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 and that stuff. But 
we were talking about how Notre Dame is a team that can kind of get into the top ten, maybe even into the top five, but they're ne- like they're never going to do it. If Urban Meyer was a head coach of Notre Dame, would you change your opinion of the ceiling of that team? Oh, man. It's such a tenuous question. I mean, I don't feel like it's that tenuous. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. You guys always think I'm just a gloomy Eeyore who's trying to be a hater. But in the re- in the reality of the situation, for real, though, in the reality of the situation, what I'm always talking about is that resources equal wins at the FBS level, and Alabama and Clemson are so dedicated to football above every other element of, quote-unquote, college athletics that like Clemson and Alabama and a lot of the teams in the SEC are so far beyond what we would traditionally reference as cheating. Because they don't have to cheat. They have so many resources that they can bend but not break every single rule that exists. Nick Saban employs dozens of former FBS high-level assistants and coordinators as consultants, as analysts, as assistant strength coaches that are basically running linebacker meetings in the weight room while the guys work out. Nick Saban employs a staff of people that can text recruits 24 hours a day. They're professional texters. To me, that's just asinine. I can't believe that it exists in such a mockery of amateur athletics, but what I'm saying is that I just don't really know what... There's some politics, some religion, and some academics that go into the Notre Dame thing, and I think you'd have to have some incredibly powerful people bend their thought process to have success. Now, that said, maybe Urban Meyer is the guy that could find every loophole that could give you the advantage at Notre Dame. Who knows? If you're interested in resources, Coulter, there's gold dust in the helmets <laughs> at Notre Dame. Okay? No, oh, yeah, no. I th- mean, there is a fair amount No, no, no there's, there's so many resources, and that's why they're able to be competitive, because they have more tradition and, and, and prestige and pageantry than anybody. Mm. But you'd have to, like, I, I I know I'm in the minority in this. This is what people don't want to hear. But I really don't think that you can truly win a national championship at a school that prioritizes academics whatsoever anymore. I I, I somewhat tend to I think you, I think you can be a top eight and even a team that gets into the college mm-hmm. football playoff like Notre Dame. That's as good as you can get if you have high academic standards. Okay. I, just, I think it's just so hard. Again, I'm not saying Alabama and Clemson are cheating. But, like, their guys have to put such a low priority on school. And if you go to Notre Dame, you still have to put a somewhat priority on academics. Mm-hmm. All right. Very could good. Notre Dame, could Urban Meyer do it, though? I don't know, because he would have to learn how to recruit in a completely different fashion. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.